The following is the English translation of Pastor Mong Wu's teaching on the Book of Genesis, chapter thirteen to fourteen, translated by Ray. Read the Bible every day, so you will be full of faith. Today we are going to read Genesis chapter thirteen and fourteen. In chapter thirteen is the second lessons that God gave to Abraham. In chapter fourteen is the third lessons that God gave to Abraham. Remember, in chapter twelve we see that God wants Abraham to learn how to focus his eyes on the promise that God gave to him and to really grab hold on his destiny. Just keep moving forward. Don't be afraid because of the circumstances. Don't lose your destiny because of lying. So God. God will expose our weaknesses, but don't be afraid. When we are willing to humble down and repent, then God can still bring us back into our calling. So in chapter twelve, Pharaoh indeed sent him away from Egypt. So let them leave. So where do they go? Let's see chapter thirteen in verse. Verse one. So Abraham went down from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot went with him into the Negev. So from Egypt to the Negev, which is a very poor place. So where did they go? After that, they gradually moved to Bethel, to the place where his tent has been in the beginning, between Bethel and Ai. So that is exactly the place where he first made the altar at first, and there Abraham called upon the name of the Lord. So he his faith has been restored again. He built the altar, the life of worship and prayer restarted again. So Abraham, the first lesson he learned it already. He learned to gra- lay hold on God's calling and destiny. However, the second lessons immediately come because he is now in a huge abundance. So now let's. In verse six, the land could not support both of them dwelling together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And in verse eight, then Abram said to Lot, "Let there be no strife between you and me, and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen." So this is the second challenge. God wants Abram to know that what's the true meaning of offspring. So Abram thought that my offspring, who is my offspring, because Sarah is barren, so shouldn't. Uh, Lot being my offspring because my elder brother passed away so early, so I have this responsibility to take care of Lot. So isn't all my inheritance belong to Lot? He is my offspring. He's my kinsman. But here, God's want him to learn the second lesson is that Abraham he needs to realize that this calling, even though God sends His calling to everyone, but this specific calling is to Abraham, and. You can step into this calling, but what about Lot? Lot, do you think the the offspring that you thought is your offspring is he willing to step into the same calling as you? Is he willing to follow Abram? Is he willing to follow his fostered father? Lot also had went through many many difficulties. He went from Ur to Haran, and then went to. Cana, and then went to Egypt, and then now go back to Negev. All the struggle days of struggles have finally passed. Now there are so many possessions. We have so many cattle. Now it's finally the time when the April showers bring the May flowers. The promise is it more important for the God's promise, or is it more important to enjoy all the days of good living? For people like Lot, he has went through so many struggles. He knows that it's really hard to have all the belongings that we have right now. But now if If you want to ask him to make this decision, that whether or not he should go back to 
Is it more? Is he going to choose God's promise, or is he going to choose my own life right now? For the people who have passed through all the struggle, days of struggle, this is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a testing. So they want them not to have any strife in between. So they want them to make a decision. Let's see in verse ten and in verse fourteen. In verse ten, you can see that how did Lot choose his way. Lot chose to lift up his eye and saw the Jordan of Valley was well watered and everywhere like the garden of the Lord. That was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It looks like the garden of the Lord and also like the land of Egypt. So how did Lot make his decision? He lifted up his eyes. He looked at the land. So he actually has do the examination. Lot is actually not a stupid kid. He's not stupid. He. Really seriously examine the land. He look examine the land. The entire Jordan Valley. He has see through it already. So Lot doesn't want to live another longer time of nomadic life. It's enough. It's done for Lot already. From Ur to Haran to Canaan and to Negev and to Egypt and then to go back to Negev. Okay, now it's done. So now we finally have all the cattle, have wife, have kids. So now. I want to have a stable life. So now let's see in verse twelve. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tents as far as Sodom. But in verse thirteen, there's another word. It says, "Now the men of Sodom were wicked." Great sinners against the Lord. So Lot sees that the valley of Jordan looks very well watered. It looks as beautiful as the garden of the Lord.、It、looks like the land of Egypt is so awesome. However, from God's perspective, He says it looks very wicked. To from God's perspective, so here you can see humans' perspective and God's perspective is very different. So God says. That's why you cannot eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The day when you eat, you will surely die. And Satan will say, "Well, no, you will not surely die." And actually, it's a huge delight to the eyes. You can see Satan's temptation is still working on here. Here, the land you see it looks so beautiful, but from God's perspective, it's extremely evil. However, we always think that yeah, it's good, it's awesome. So I want to choose the thing that I think is good. But what is your Decision. So today, God gave Abraham a lot of time to make decision. This is not just a a challenge for Abraham, but also a test to Lot. So for Lot, he decided to choose from using his eyes. He doesn't see it from God's perspective. Sodom looks good. Yeah, Gomorrah looks also awesome, and also the land, the the valley of Jordan looks very awesome. It looks as beautiful as the Garden of Eden, but God says no. This is not good because this, from my perspective, it's very wicked. If someone doesn't have the perspective from the Lord, then our decision making is always just temporary. But eventually, it will bring you pain. So today, let's also make this prayer. God, give me a perspective from you, so that I can always choose what you would choose. Dear families, you are making a decision re- recently. Either it's about your marriage, your marketplace, your job, or your housing, or any huge important decision in your life. Really spend time to wait upon the Lord. 
God's challenge to Abraham and Lot is also for us. What is your decision making? Are you able to make this decision according to the Lord? I want to choose according to your perspective. And in verse 14, it says, God also want Abraham to lift up his eyes. Lord said to Abraham, Lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. Here it mentions offspring again. Tell the eternity, I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. God's promise, again, it's an expansion it's an re- additional revelation from the promise from chapter 12. So here, this time, Abraham, he make the correct decision. He no longer choose, make his decision based on his flesh, but he choose it from God's perspective. So God asked him to see. When he see, then God's revelation, his promise start to come and unfold. So this promise indicates, actually represents Jesus Christ. This promise actually represents God's offspring, God's people. It represents the our eternal dwelling place tell forever and ever so God's revelation is keep unfolding and unfolding so that's why Abraham is being chosen is because God has prepared him to step into this path of faith and you are also being chosen actually so you also have to keep respond to God's calling and promise so that you can also enter into this this huge city this great city so that we can be the blessing of others and also so that our name can be made great and also can enter into this calling that who whoever bless us god will bless him wherever dishonor us god will curse them and we can also enter into a promise that in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed we are the son of god so now we should arise walk through the land and the breath of the land for i will give it to you so this time uh, abraham has learned the lessons so he moved his tent to hebron so this time he moved to the right place he left bethel and i now he went to hebron Hebron is the place where God want him to stay. Hebron in the original meaning means unite. So it's a union with God. So it's also the places where the tribe of Judah will obtain. And it's also the same place where Jerusalem will be built, the city of David. And it's also the same place where Jesus Christ will return. It's at Hebron. So therefore Hebron, the the oaks of Mamre, he dwells there, he settles there, and he built an altar to the Lord. So again, here this Abraham, he learned the second lesson, which is taking God as his inheritance. He is being, he take God's inheritance as abundance, and he take God's inheritance as satisfaction. He no longer make decisions just based on his eyes, his sight, but based on what God's, the calling, the, the, the destiny and abundance that God has prepared for us. So now in chapter 14, God is giving him the third lesson. Now he has walked through so long distance, but there is actually a great war in that surrounding area. So the warfare in our life, in Christian's life, actually it seems like there are some trouble things keep happening. It's actually God's purpose design because God wants us to strengthen our faith. So here, this is the third lesson. There is a four king fight against five. So in verse one is the king of Shinar, king of Elasar, king of Elam, and king of Goim. 
They, so you know how far they live. They actually live so far from the land of Canaan, at least a thousand kilometer far away from the place. So you can imagine that for them to come, they will require many food. They will require time to rest. They come through one thousand kilometer to come to fight against five kings, and they even have victory. What are the five kings? King of Sodom, King of Gomorrah, King of Adma, King of Zeboim, and King of Bela. This fight actually has no relationship with Abraham. However, the key is that Lot lives near Sodom. Lot lives in Sodom, so Lot was also being set as being captivated by those four kings. So this battle. The four kings、uh, has victory over the five kings because Lot lives in Sodom, so Lot was also being captured. So you might sometimes you might think that oh, how come this war, this battle has nothing to related to me? Why I'm also being in, uh, being involved. For Christians' life, we also have similar challenges. Maybe we are being involved into something that we shouldn't have to take responsibility or are irrelevant to us. But maybe our relatives or maybe the the people that we are leading they are involved, so we get involved into those battles as well. So here, God actually wants us to learn another lessons of faith, which is we will be a blessing to others. So here, let's keep reading in verse thirteen and verse fourteen. There is one who escaped, who had escaped, came and told Abram the Hebrew. So this is the first time the word Hebrew that that shows up in Bible. It means traverse. It means they traverse from the river from Euphrates. He traversed from Mesopotamia from a very far place. Is now lives in Hebron. So they live in the. By the oaks of Mamre, the Amorites, brother of Ashkor and of Aner, these were allies of Abram. So Abram, he heard that the news that his kinsman was being captured. So he led forth his trained men, born in his house, three hundred and eighteen of them, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. So in this battle, he divided. He Go and conquer these four kings, these four mighty kings. So he, these four kings traverse a thousand kilometer and come and fight the battle. They have the victory and they are they are at their climax and they and they conquer the five kings. They are very powerful. At this moment, Abraham, when he learned this news, he will he brought this three hundred eighteen people and five. So at night, he divided his force against them by night, and he and his servants and defeated them and pursued them to Hoba, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possession and also brought back his kinsmen, Lot with his possessions and the women and the people. So this is the meaning how Abram become a blessings to others, and also all families on earth will be blessed from him. So maybe sometimes we feel that we are being involved with something irrelevant to us, but we actually have this authority to pray, have this authority to fight the battle. So we want to encourage you if you are listening to the inner life. A warf warfare series in their inner life. We not we can not only fight the battle for ourselves, but we can also have warfare for the people around us, for the people who are still unbelievers, to save for their sickness, to pray for their sickness, to fight war for their weaknesses or oppression. 
to pray for them. God can allow us not only just have blessing for ourselves, not only just um, make our names great, but also can allow us to become a blessing to others. We can rise up and fight and pray. We can use our authority to reveal God's mighty power on earth. You will surely conquer. You will surely conquer. So indeed, after he conquered, there is another challenge. So now there are two kings come to visit Abram. So the first Kings, verse 17, it says, after he's returned from the defeat of Kedolamer and his king who were with him, it's the king of Sodom. So, and they meet him at the valley of Shava. That is the king's valley. So the king of Sodom, his name is called Bera. It's in verse 2. You know that his name is Bera. Bera means a glorious son of evil. It means a glorious son of evil. It's a very special name. It has evil and also have glory. It seems to be very contradictory. Then this is the meaning of Bera. So Bera comes to the king's valley to visit Abram. But at the same time, in verse 18, the king of Salem, Melchizedek, also brought out bread and wine to visit him. And he was the priest of the God Most High. So king of Salem also come and visit Abram. So king of Salem means king of peace. It means king of peace. So these two kings, you see, one is in the glory and evil actually means uh, all the evil and pride. It's the son of the evil and pride. And the other one is the king of peace. King of peace come will also visit you. After you just have the victory, after a victory of any battle, after all the climax, the most glorious timing of the victory of the spiritual battle, they will always have two kings come and visit you. One is the king that is exalting evil, pride, and glory. And the he will come and visit you at the kings of valley. And the other one is the king of Solomon. Is the king of peace. Is the kings of righteousness. He will come and visit you. So Abram, again, he has to make this decision. Eventually, he chooses to accept the blessing from king of Salem. He says, bless be Abram by the God Most High, possessor of the heaven and earth, and bless the God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything to give to Melchizedek. So after, so this humility after victory, the, he, after his victory, he gave glory to God. After his victory, he offered his possessions in thanksgiving. Here in this verse, it's not like after all your victory, you have to offer one tenth of your stuff. But instead, it's that here, when he give, give this one tenth of his possession in this thanks offering, so actually, after its victory, dear families, you have to see that we need the covering from God's peace and we have to escape from the, from the veil, from, from pride and glory. So we have to have God to keep guiding us. We have the power to fight the battle. We have the power to win the victory. But when we are choosing, making this decision, when King of Salem and the King of Sodom come and visit you, how would you make that decision? So today in our everyday life, in our path of victory, God will allow us to have more and more victory. But is it possible for us when we have more victory, we can even bow down even more, bow down under King of Sodom, bow down under King of Right 
righteousness and also give all the thanks offering to God. It seems like the king of Sodom is very generous. Oh yeah, you can just give me the person, but take all the goods for yourself because I have also helped you for the battle, right? I have also fight alongside with your 318 men towards the four kings, even though we did not win, but we also have some contribution, right? So you just give me the person, I will give you all the goods. So here, king of Sodom, what he said is exactly the same when Jesus was being tempted by the Satan in his 40 days of fasting. So as long as you bow me down, then I will give you the kingdom of the world and all their glory, right? As long as you worship me, then even if you throw yourself down from the pinnacle of the temple, the angels will still protect you. As long as you worship me, then I can give you everything. So here, Abram in his third challenges, third test, he has the victory because he always keep live a life of building altar and give offering and also worship. So he doesn't want all these things. He doesn't want the gift from the king of Sodom. So that's why he is able to answer that he will not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that's yours. Lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me. Let Anarch, Eshkel, and Memra take their share. So here, this is the maturation of Abram's life. The third challenge is that all the peop other people can be, I can be a blessing to other peoples. The people under my leadership, I can fight for them. But after all the conquering, all the victory, I will tell myself that it's God allow me to have the victory. I'll give the offering of peace. I'll give the offering of things. I will always allow myself to be live under the color of peace. I will not let my flesh to steal away the glory that is due for God. So bless all our families. Today, you will have a victorious life and you will also have a, have a, a life that surrender yourself under God's leadership and under his peace. Bless to our family.